MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, January 8th, 2020. Today, prosecutors set to release previously redacted stone documents, a new filing from prosecutors in the Flynn case, Russian trolls are targeting veterans, an update on the escalation with Iran, McConnell says he has the votes to make the rules, and Trump plays the you can't impeach a president during a war card. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today is Amanda Reeder. Hello. Hey. We're still missing Tits McGee. Yes, uh, Tits McGee is on vacation, and she will be back, I think, tomorrow or day after tomorrow. Yeah, I, yeah. Tomorrow's a travel day, Yeah. so day after tomorrow, I think, latest, right? Yeah. Which would be for Friday's beans. Correct. Am I am I on the right schedule? Yes. Time is weird. Time, the first week of the new year is always weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the week between Christmas and New Year's not knowing what That's day not a real was. week. It's not. Yeah, it, 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 something goes off in the time-space continuum between it's Christmas and New Year's. Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. or you're in some sort of purgatory, yep. some sort of limbo. Yeah, time passes differently. Uh, there's a lot going on. Right now, there is breaking news that mm-hmm. we are under attack. Two bases, U.S. bases, are under attack mm-hmm. by Iran, um, over a dozen ballistic missiles in Iraq. Yeah, just outside Baghdad, right? It's the... It's, it's more in the western uh, part. Yep, okay. Uh, the uh, Al-Assad. The base. Al-Assad base. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll go over that. Um, but we do have a lot of news to get to today that we don't want to miss. Uh, although this seems... I can't stop thinking about this. No, um, I know. So as I read these stories, please know in the back of my head, um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of... Yep. Time check also, by the way, just in terms of how breaking and fresh it is. It's 4.40 p.m. on Tuesday the 7th uh, on the West Coast. Yes. So that's the information we have right now is obviously what will be going on. I just learned minutes ago. Yep. Um, and it's so just bear with me today. Um, this is tough as a veteran, as an American, mm-hmm. um, as somebody who knows so many uh, active duty service members and, and their families. It's just... Um, this is hard. This is a hard day. So let's, let's get to the news. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. Okay. So Pompeo gave a press conference today, which was so stupid. I hate his smug face. Uh, it was about Iran. And when he was asked if he could be specific about the imminent threat that caused the assassination of Soleimani, He replied, well, we know what happened at the end of last year and ultimately led to the death of an American. If you're looking for imminence, look no further than the days that led up to the strike. So, no, he doesn't have any specific information about an imminent credible threat. And we still don't know. And Iraq is now expecting troop withdrawal based on a letter. um, The leaked letter. The leaked letter that Mm -hmm. we talked about. It was actually leaked, not leaked, the uh, Iraqi government released it but it wasn't supposed to be apparently. Uh, yeah or they said hey we got this um but the pentagon uh now calls that a mistake uh, when asked about the letter trump said in a press conference today that he didn't know if the letter was a hoax so who knows what's going on with that letter um but the the pentagon and the white house probably what happened is somebody at the pentagon was like we better send him a letter and say we're going to move out right 
And they did. And then Trump went, no, it looks weak. And then they had to retract it and call it a hoax. That's probably what happened. Those are beans, but seems pretty likely. Sounds pretty plausible to me. Also asked uh, in that press conference about the cultural sites, uh, targeting cultural sites. He said, I like the law. I like to obey the law. Absolute bullshit, by the way. Uh, He said, they blow up our people, but we have to be very gentle with their cultural institutions, but I'm okay with it. It's okay with me. I will say this. If Iran does anything they shouldn't be doing, they're going to be suffering the consequences and very strongly. So there's that. Yeah, he's not exactly handling this with much grace or diplomacy. No, there's zero (laughs) diplomacy here. It was a third choice in a, a, you know, it was like a here, let's just throw this in to make it look ridiculous. And he picked it. There was no imminent threat. That's beans. That's conjecture. I, I don't I don't know what the Gang of Eight is being briefed on at this very moment, by the way. Of course. But I'm sure it's not the truth, whatever it is. All, <laughs> so. all of this is just so fucking insane, given the fact that he has been trying to push a stricter nuclear deal with Iran the last few years. Like, Not even really. He just wanted to tear up Obama's nuclear deal. There couldn't have been a stricter nuclear deal. Right. It, it was working. He also said uh, about the the assassination of Soleimani, he said, in our case, it was retaliation because they were there first. Totally a mature response. Uh, but we're prepared. He has that thing, right? I remember when Anderson Cooper asked him one time, like, you know, I, I'm sorry, but that's like a, the response of a fifth grader. And he said, well, he started it. Like, that's his thing. He was there first. He started it. I don't know. It's just so... I can't even say sophomoric because those sophomores are too old for that behavior. Um, I think that's how I handled conflict with my sisters and I when we were like 11. Maybe, yeah. You know? And then you just hit hit somebody. Yeah. yeah. Or bite them. <laughs> yeah. She started it. Bite. Yeah. Run. I'm I'm waiting for uh, Trump's next call into Fox and Friends, his meandering 45-minute <laughs> phone call where he explains us going into war with Iran. That should be interesting. That should be also extremely soon. I imagine that will happen. (laughs) Yeah. So he said uh, they were there first, but we're prepared to attack if we have to as retribution. So now he's saying, you know, we didn't start it, basically. He said Soleimani was a monster and now he's dead. And he was planning a very big attack, a very bad attack. That's the specifics that we get. A very big and very bad attack. And then he said, as well as other people, I I don't hear anybody else complaining. Basically referencing that the only people complaining about this are Democrats. Uh, And when asked about the specifics of the imminent attack, Trump said, I know his past and we saved a lot of lives by killing him, but he offered no evidence or any explanation of any imminent attack outside of the very big, very bad description. Not to mention, Trump said his intel community gave him this credible intel. But that's the same intel community that he's been shitting on for the last three years. Uh, No one seems to be mentioning that. So that's interesting, you know. Yeah. This, okay. You can only trust them when the information is what you want. Yeah, when the information makes you money, they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, he has agreed to brief the Gang of Eight, like I said, which is happening as we're recording this. Um, he's now calling for a speedy impeachment amid the escalating tensions in Iran. Didn't take him long to toss that talking point out. Uh, as many wonder if this attack wasn't meant to divert attention away from the impeachment while bolstering wartime voters leading up to the election. I mean, he, okay. I don't know if you saw this recently. Do you watch Seth Meyers? Uh, sometimes. sometimes, yeah. Okay, same, sometimes. Um, I think it was last night um, that he he played a clip on his show of Trump saying 10 years ago, uh, you, you know, uh, Obama's going to lead us into a war with Iran to get reelected. Yeah, and I was just about to say, <laughs> he's the king of projection. Yeah. 
And, and, and it's an old Goebbels or it's an old uh, uh, Nazi propaganda thing. Mm-hmm. Accuse your enemies of that which you do yourself or whatever. He always has of like that tweet. which you are guilty. Accuse your enemies of that which you are guilty. Yeah. But he always has like a tweet or like a clip of himself saying exactly what he's going to do 10 years in the future. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he gets his own ideas from himself. <laughs> and then forgets. <laughs> or maybe uh, it was like a Roy Cohn joint. And, and he was like, I remember that. His, his brain is a terrifying merry-go-round. I'm going to try that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and remember yesterday when we were talking about the killing of Soleimani possibly being a setup and that he was ambushed when delivering a message from Saudi Arabia? Uh, and I had kind of said that I think somebody from Saudi Arabia was going to visit. Well, apparently that already happened. And in a statement from the White House Correspondents Association, we didn't know about it. It wasn't on his schedule. And the White House Correspondents Association says a meeting with a foreign leader in the Oval Office should, at the very least, be on the public schedule with a readout of the meeting released after it's over. This has been a longstanding precedent for presidents of both political parties. It is disturbing to see the government of Saudi Arabia have more transparency than the White House about a meeting with the with the president in the Oval Office, unquote. Uh, the White House has not explained the secret meeting or given a readout. Trump did tweet about it after he was caught, uh, after he learned about it, or after we learned about it from Saudi Arabia, um, after they put f- photos on Instagram of, of Kush and the, the Trump Meister just sitting there, there with this with this. Saudi guy. Oh, and by the way, um, he's the Saudi vice minister of defense, that's who it is, uh, Khalid bin Salman. He's the younger brother of Mohammed bin Salman. And all my beans on this having to do with the assassination of Soleimani, but I have no proof of that, nor do I have proof that the hit was ordered by Putin and we were the bag man. But uh, maybe we'll know more after the congressional briefing, but I doubt it. I, I don't think they're going to tell Congress anything they don't want us to know. No. So... And from Business Insider today, thousands of paratroopers now from the 1st Brigade Combat Team 82nd Airborne Division are deploying to the Middle East, and they have been instructed to leave their cell phones and electronics behind. A division spokesman said this is not a standard deployment, and the measures are being implemented to ensure operational security, protect sensitive information like troop location and identities from getting out, and to guard soldiers from other threats like cyber attacks. Uh, We have sent more than 15,000 troops to the Middle East in response to concerns about Iran since May. So bringing the troops home, which Trump ran on, Mm -hmm. he's not doing that. And this whole no taking your cell phones thing, and, you know, the the division spokesman gave a lot of these reasons. It could, I I just have it in the back of my head somewhere. Eddie Gallagher, that that guy who posed with corpses and... And had videos his, of, of his soldiers taking videos of him doing and that. And Trump pardoned. Yeah, the one that Trump pardoned he's mm-hmm. going to take on the campaign trail. And he uh, prevented this inquiry uh, from going forward mm-hmm. to see if he got to keep his seal pin and retire with his seal pin. And that's what made the Secretary of the Navy resign yep. and say, this is bullshit. Yep. Um, so maybe that's why they're not allowed to take their cell phones. Um, oh, so that they can't take pictures of other soldiers. Of war crimes. Yeah. Keep your war crimes on the DL. <laughs> Yeah. So just a thought. No proof of that. Just some beans. But um, uh, we will be. <laughs> this was written earlier. You ready for this little part of the script? Mm-hmm. We'll be right back with more, including possible Iranian retaliation. <laughs> <laughs> was that written earlier? Yes. It yeah. was written earlier. <clears throat> this is what happens when things happen. And that's how it happens. So <laughs> uh, we will talk about it. So uh, after this break, stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
Hey everybody, it's AG, and this episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by Remrise. Some people have trouble falling asleep, some people have trouble staying asleep, some people, like me, have trouble with both. I've constantly got news on my mind, my brain won't stop, it just keeps going if I let it. And uh, tackling sleep issues shouldn't be impossible. But so many sleep aids aren't effective and make you feel groggy in the morning. I know I hate taking like prescription sleeping pills. I always feel like crap the next morning. And that's why I was so excited to hear about Remrise. Remrise is a personalized sleep solution that uses natural plant-based formulas to help calm your mind, relax your body, and get your circadian rhythm back on track. And that helps you get better and more restorative sleep. What I like about Remrise is that it addresses your individual sleep issues. It's not like a blanket cure-all panacea for everybody. It, they, they specifically uh, make things customized for your sleep patterns and what you need. Also, it's drug-free. It uses natural healing ingredients, so there's no groggy side effects like I was talking about. And all you have to do is get go to getremrise.com slash dailybeans. That's getremrise, R-E-M-R-I-S-E dot com slash dailybeans. Take their free sleep quiz. I took it. It's awesome. In less than two minutes, I was determined to be an always-on, which is totally true. Um, overscheduled, overworked. I wish I could turn my brain off. And they recommended I try Power Off. It's the, the program that helps you let go of the day's vexations, gives you a deep restorative night of rest, helps your brain wind down. Uh, I found my sleep has improved night after night. It keeps getting better with Remrise. And they also come with a great app that you can use to track your sleep progress. So do what I did and check out Remrise today. Go to getremrise.com slash dailybeans. Take their sleep quiz. When you sign up, you'll get your first week of Remrise for free. You just pay shipping. You won't find any offer like this anywhere else. Get your first week of Remrise free when you sign up at getremrise.com slash dailybeans. That's getremrise, R-E-M-R-I-S-E dot com slash dailybeans. You'll be glad you did. Okay, so welcome back. Now, um, before we get into what's going on right now, I wanted to talk about how uh, an Iranian presidential advisor recently tweeted out a list of the locations of Trump's properties. And and the tweet uh, came out saying, our sole problem is Trump, not the American people, suggesting his properties could be targets in retaliation for the killing of Soleimani. Oh, that's very personal. Very. Uh, this list included Mar-a-Lago, where Trump was staying when he ordered the airstrike uh, on Soleimani, as well as his hotel in D.C., the International Trump International Hotel in downtown Washington, D.C., the one in Las Vegas, that big, ugly eyesore, uh, and his New York Tower on Fifth Avenue. In a tweet the next day, like I said, the Iranian presidential advisor reiterated they have zero problems with the American people, saying our sole problem is with Trump. Uh, in the event of a war, it is he who will bear full responsibility. And now we have new reports out from the Department of Homeland Security issuing a warning that American infrastructure is at risk from cyber attacks from Iran now, including our gas pipelines, our power grid and our water supply. So that is now at risk as well. There are also um, Iranian-American citizens being stopped at the border now and detained. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's true. That yeah. is all true. Yeah. I, I saw an interview from a woman who was stopped at the border crossing between uh, Washington and British Columbia um, near Vancouver and Seattle. And uh, she was saying that she was there with her children and they had had their phones and passports taken away and had been hauled into questioning for an, essentially an entire day. And her children, she said, were too scared to go to sleep because they were terrified that when they woke up, their mother would be gone. Mm -hmm. I've also read stories about TSA targeting mm -hmm. Iranians now. Yeah. So essentially all Iranian Americans are being treated, you know, like the enemy. Yeah, 100%. Uh, regardless of citizenship status. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these are uh, many times of American citizens of Iranian descent as well um, who are being stopped. So not great. <laughs> no, um, I, I don't know who at all thought this 
killing this one guy would be a good idea. And it has been said by previous administrations, like we talked about yesterday, Mm -hmm. he is more dangerous dead and martyred than he was alive and plotting. And I think that we're going to see the effects of that um, starting now. Um, Yeah. And and in ever since this happened, um, let's let's do a quick impeachment update. Um, Turtle Dick Mitch says he has the votes now to set impeachment trial rules without Democratic support. And I want everyone to chill out because this doesn't mean he has the votes to start the trial without the articles. These are only the rules that would happen if he gets the articles. Okay, he only needs a majority, a simple majority to set those rules. And and that doesn't mean that Roberts won't overrule his rules. Chief Justice John Roberts can do that uh, per the Constitution. Uh, but he does not have the 67 votes required to just start the trial without mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi appointing impeachment managers and handing the articles over to the Senate. Um, the rules uh, the rules he's writing will only allow for opening arguments and then that he's punting on putting an agreement into additional to uh, in writing. Uh, for additional witnesses and documents. He's he's punting on that. He's he's trying to make it look like the Clinton trial. But now we have people willing to testify. And so that blows that theory out of the water. But that's still his position. And Marco Rubio weighed in in a tweet. Um, he's a complete idiot. Uh, I, I don't have... I forget the... about him sometimes. Yeah. But then he pipes back up. <laughs> he said something like, we don't have to look at new witnesses. We should only be doing our, you know trial based on only what the article said meaning he doesn't understand how trials work um because you can have new evidence <laughs> when trials happen basically have you ever seen cold case files he's cum laude Shit, dude. from a fucking he's got a law degree dude and apparently if this were a criminal case he would be saying i'm sorry only stuff that came out in the grand jury uh can uh-huh. be brought into this trial no new evidence is allowed and that that's his contention it's so just it, it's so comforting to know that the people at the highest levels of american political life have such a firm grasp on the legal situation i'm sure he knows yeah, he's, he's just, just being a dick he's just being a dick yeah but still um it, it, uh, i mean also how can it be coming back to john bolton how can it be a good look for them that people are coming out saying yeah i'm totally willing to justify you just aren't asking me to like do they bear no repercussions for turning away these witnesses? They are- will. I think they will, especially if they vote to not have Bolton testify or mm-hmm. not subpoena Bolton. But again, Bolton doesn't need a subpoena to testify. Yeah. But then again, even if he said he would voluntarily testify, that doesn't mean the Republicans in the Senate have to do it. No. There was some sort of deal reached. And, you know, when asked if he would testify in the House, no comment. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's very specific. There was a deal made. This mm-hmm. He's trying to sell books. We'll see what happens, but it does throw a wrench in McConnell's plans, yeah. which, you know, and I, I hesitate to say poor Mitch McConnell. Um, good. I'm glad he's having a hard time right now because he's got the president screaming at him to acquit him. Pelosi won't give him the articles. And now he's got Bolton saying he's willing to testify if they just subpoena he, but you know what? You 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 made your bed. You lie in it. Yeah, I it, it's. I wish that I had more of an understanding of what is going to happen in the districts that these Republicans are in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go, going forward, because it's easy for us to say, oh, they're going to be fucked in twenty twenty. Well, they are. There is. There are closer studies on this. There are eight Republicans specifically mm-hmm. that could be in danger if mm-hmm. they falter on this and Mm -hmm. some of them we've already talked about Mm -hmm. Romney Murkowski 
Collins. Somewhat moderate districts. Yeah. 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 It's purple, purplish districts. And they're up for re-election in 2020. Um, and, you know, the, a lot of people are saying, look, even Republicans want 71 percent of Americans, Republicans and Democrats, want to hear witnesses and, and, and see documents. Is that the the That's, the, the that's the polling right now. Hmm. So that throws another wrench into Mitch McConnell's bullshit. Um, which I love. I love when he's being, you know, that uh, GIF with the girl with all the hot dogs coming at her face. <laughs> yes. it, it's just like Mitch with a bunch of wrenches. Kind of <laughs> like everything is fucking with him. And I love it. Uh, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts to it. He is a master at this shit. I mean, he's a political genius. He has like Pinky so and the Brain vibes, kind of. He does. He's you know like, what I mean? He's like a combo of Pinky and the Brain. Yeah. yeah. Like if Pinky and the Brain made a lab rat love child it would be mitch mcconnell yeah sometimes when he's out there giving his like half gleeful and giddy like comments on something evil you don't even know yeah yeah he's throw that turtle from disney's robin hood in there and magic mitch mcconnell (laughs) yeah oh yeah and here's the thing pelosi is not even telling her close allies what her plan is um though today schumer came out and said Orange, you glad she didn't send the articles uh, because since the beginning of the break, since she, since she announced she was withholding these articles, at least until she found out what the trial was going to look like, a whole bunch of new evidence has come out. And we got Bolton saying he wants to testify, though most of us, again, don't understand why he doesn't just testify on his own, why he has to have a subpoena or why he refuses to answer if he'll testify in the House. And there's a lot of pressure from the mainstream media to send the articles over. But we keep hearing not without a fair trial from the Dems. Uh, but Pelosi hasn't even told Chuck Schumer when or if she intends to send the articles to the Senate. She's holding her cards extremely close to her vest. And I don't think the House should subpoena Bolton. Uh, We talked about this yesterday. Bolton has said if the House subpoenas him, he'll take it to the courts. And we would just spend time there. I hate that. I hate that he won't testify to the House. And we just spent time getting the Kupperman case out of the courts so they could no longer say, well, it's in the courts. So I say wait until you get the McGahn ruling, which is going to be in the summer. Uh, or get it in writing that Bolton will testify in the Senate trial, get the rules out there in front, make them commit to it. If those two things don't happen, hang on to those ba- puppies. Hang on to those puppies. <laughs> the puppies. Impeachment articles as puppies. Send us <laughs> photos. Uh, I'm I'm loving that the Dems aren't budging on this, at least so far. And McConnell, because remember we talked about yesterday, mm-hmm. this whole Bolton thing could give Pelosi an off-ramp. I don't think she's going to take it, and I hope she doesn't. Um, but McConnell was asked directly today about his ongoing criticism of the way the Dems are handling the impeachment. And if it means he thinks it's appropriate for a president to ask a foreign leader to investigate a political rival. And he just smiled glibly and said, you're asking me to comment on an issue that will soon be before us. I've addressed that on the floor over the weeks. I really don't have anything to add. So and and, and I think it was Shimon Prokopez. Uh, he was like, OK, well, what 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 have you addressed? What what was your what did you say before? <laughs> and he just wouldn't answer the question. So that's always fun. I've addressed this. No, you really haven't. No. You... Oh, could you address it again real quick for us? Just real quick. Yeah. No. Uh, and uh, we need to talk about Puerto Rico. They have been rocked by earthquakes for the last two days, the latest being a 6.4 magnitude. Trump has been silent, of course. Uh, I think he still doesn't realize they're Americans. The governor has declared, not that it matters. I mean, I, I would want to help whoever it was, but he, no, of course he seems to think it's one of the three Mexicos. <laughs> and uh, the governor there has declared a state of emergency. We know the governor and Trump hate each other. Uh, Puerto Rico still hasn't recovered from Hurricane Maria. And add in the economic crisis, it, it's dire straits. It's yeah, a dire it's not state a good of affairs. 
it's I think they've had how many now? Maybe up to three small yeah. earthquakes that mm-hmm. have happened in the last like forty eight hours. Yeah, and one of the reporters that was there alive said she kept feeling aftershocks mm-hmm. um, as she stood there reporting. Yeah. Um, the power grid shut itself off when mm-hmm. when the first quake hit. Um, the power is slowly being restored to the island, but you know they just didn't even have it fully up and running and operational since the hurricane. No, it was something like one of the longest blackouts in American history after Hurricane Maria, and mm-hmm. if not like the second longest blackout in the history of of three Mexicos. Of <laughs> three Mexicos. I think it was globally. Actually, I think I heard it. It's pretty now. huge. Yeah, a really really long blackout. And then of course that uh, electric company that the government, the DOD, gave the contract to to fix it was like one guy mm-hmm. from Texas or something, and who never, who probably doesn't even have a fucking electrician's I license. Super highly recommend reading about um, disaster capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. Um, yeah, it's 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 really not, I mean, I say fascinating. I think that's the wrong word. More fascinating in the way serial killers are fascinating. Yeah, if, yeah. but yeah, it's the way that people are just have zero morals when it comes to like swooping in in these really horrible situations and taking advantage of people. Yeah. Yeah, so Puerto Rico can definitely use your help. Find yeah. a find a good way to donate to them um and d- make sure you double check that whatever charity you give to to make sure that it's a credible one. Um tweet at us. Yes. Yeah. And let us know. Um, yeah. Share, share, share your credible charities um, for both Australia and Puerto Rico mm-hmm. uh, with us at Daily Beans Pod, um, and let us know, and we uh, we will definitely help spread the word. We also welcome your podcasts. Yes. It's always, been a while since I've gotten a new tranche of podcasts. Always photos of pod pets. Um, it sounds like <laughs> aliens. <laughs> The pod pets. Pod people have pod pets. Um, <laughs> pod creatures. Mm, the pod creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, please um, tweet at us. Tweet at us. We, I, I would love to help. We would love to help. We would love to get those charities out there, get their names out there. Uh, we'll be right back with a new possible plea agreement in the Trump inaugural investigation. So stick around. Ooh. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this portion of The Daily Beans is brought to you by Zola, the place for everything weddings. Zola takes the stress and difficulty out of wedding planning with wedding websites, registry invites, a guest list manager, and it's all in one place. And I wish I, I, wish I had Zola when I got married because I seriously had 10 different vendors and five different apps. It was crazy town, um, literally. The wedding DJ only had one song, Butterfly by Crazy Town. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, uh, I would have probably had a better wedding DJ if I had to, if I had Zola. Uh, but luckily, Zola makes it simple. They have free wedding website designs, super easy to create. Uh, you can get this, you know, different bunch of cool themes. They're beautiful designs. Build your site in minutes. You can add cool features like an online RSVP page. Saves you tons of time. You get a custom URL uh, and uh, maybe, you know, a frequently asked questions page, which w- would have come so in handy for my people traveling out of town. Um, and you can register for gifts, the highest rated registry of all time. You can register gifts, experiences, and honeymoon funds, add gifts from other stores or sync existing registries, and you get free shipping and returns. And trust me, you will use that. And they have free and easy exchanges and price matching and group gifting. You can shop your whole paper suite at Zola from beautiful, affordable invites to save the dates and thank yous, all designed to match your custom wedding website, which again, only takes minutes to put up. Uh, Customize it with your own photos, your own wording, and more. 
Zola will help you collect addresses and track RSVPs online with their free guest list manager. And they'll even address your envelopes for free. They've helped one million couples get married. They'll help you too. So go to Zola.com slash Daily Beans today and use promo code SAVE50. That's SAVE50 to get 50% off your save the dates. You can also get a free personalized paper sample before you purchase, which is really handy. That's 50% off the save the dates at Zola.com slash Daily Beans. Promo code SAVE50. You'll be glad you did. Okay, welcome back. This is kind of, I'm going to go off on this story uh, in this weekend's Mueller She Read episode because this is a Mueller-centric story, but Mm -hmm. I have to tell you guys about it because this guy has been on our fantasy indictment draft since February. Uh, It's it's kind of astounding. And don't tell Jordan. Who gets the points? Oh, she wasn't here last week. (laughs) Don't tell Jordan. Well, no, here's the thing, though. Not quite indicted. Um, and I, I actually just was texting with Joyce Vance. She's going to help come on and explain the difference between an informational uh, obstruction of justice charge and an indictment. Okay. Uh, but what that could mean is a plea agreement is in the works, and you do get points for that in the Fantasy Indictment League. Don't tell Jordan, because I'm going to pick it. <laughs> uh, it'll probably be sabotage, though. I mean, to be fair, she'll hear about it before before we make our picks. I'm just too fair. <laughs> um so this guy Zuberi, he is pleading guilty to obstruction of justice in the Southern District of New York for failing to inform Trump's inaugural committee that his $900,000 donation included funds from others, quote unquote. If the name Zubari sounds familiar, like I said, we talked about him back in February when, the, when this is when the Southern District of New York issued their broad subpoena of the Trump inaugural. And Zuberi was the only person named in the subpoena. Uh, he was also in Trump Tower around the same time Al Rumay he was there. That's the guy from the Cutter Investment, Thor- Investment Authority that was meeting with Flynn and Don Jr. and Cohen. Cutter Investment Authority is who I think is the secret company from Country A that went through the Mueller subpoena battle we haven't heard about since June. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cutter Investment Authority helped bail out Kushner 66, 66, 66, 66 times. He's been struck by lightning. How many times is it now, Reg? Six, 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 six times. Six, 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 six times. Sorry, I had to just throw that in there. Um, I love John Candy. Rest in peace. And uh, anyway, Carter Investment Authority also bailed out Kushner's 666 Fifth Avenue Devil Building, right? So that is kind of the company of this Zuberi guy. Zuberi was also already indicted uh, on a bunch of other stuff uh, related to donating a bunch of money to the Clinton campaign and Mm. the Obama campaign. So this is one of those chameleon freeloaders Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. buying access. Yep. Um, So this new obstruction of justice charge comes because Zuberi deleted emails between himself and others at the time of his $900,000 donation to the Trump inaugural, including emails with a foreign donor who transferred $5.8 million to Zuberi's account at the time he funded the donation. Mm, Blavatnik, Seth Abramson knows. Uh, Then after prosecutors notified him that he intentionally deleted the emails, he actually called his service provider, like AOL, to ask uh, how how to make sure his messages weren't stored on a server somewhere. So like after they after the prosecutor said, we know you deleted these emails, bro. He called up Cox Communications and was like, can you delete, delete my emails? Because they know and I just need you to wipe them off of whatever server they're on. He like actually did that. Uh, he's already facing, like I said, previous charge, and that's in California, because he offered $6 million to buy the silence of six witnesses in his case. Uh, he acted as an unregistered agent for Turkey and Libya, and he illegally sought to burnish the image of Sri Lanka with U.S. officials, including members of Congress. He's a busy guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so 
this guy uh, this fucking guy has just pled pleaded guilty to obstruction of justice in the Southern District of New York. I think, and Beans on this, it's mm-hmm. as part of the Trump inaugural investigation and the subpoena that was launched by the Southern District of New York back in February of this year. And that tells me that we might be seeing more indictments now. Like, if I feel like the case is ripe. Related to Trump inaugural. Related to Trump inaugural. Can you refresh my memory a little bit? What were the major uh, issues, if you will, that came out of Trump inaugural? What were, what, what, what's the sort of, what are the meaty parts of this case, if you will? Well, first of all, they raised $108 million, and they really kept no good records. Mm -hmm. $26 went to one of Melania's friends, and that's That's Walcroft. She was a planner. That's who I always draft on my fantasy indictment Mm -hmm. league, and I've been bringing her back up because of this. Mm -hmm. I I didn't draft Zubari, although he hasn't been indicted yet, and he hasn't entered a plea agreement yet. So that's going to be picking him this week. Yeah, (laughs) he's ripe. Oh, he's so ripe. (laughs) But... This could be Jordan's week for Barrick. Right. That's what I'm going to do. If she, if I tell this story and she picks Zuberry, I'm going to pick Barrick. Mm-hmm. Um, and Barrick, and so Walcroft was Melania's like event planner that she paid yeah. tons of money to. And Barrick was... Worked on the inaugural. Worked on the inaugural. Along with Rick Gates. Mm-hmm. And my money is on, on that Rick Gates was assisting, and I've been saying this since February, mm-hmm. with the inaugural investigation in Southern District of New York. That's why Rick Gates' sentencing kept getting put off. Yep. And put off and put off. So that's what I think. I wonder what they found out from him playing nicely. <coughs> yeah, yeah, well, a lot more than they found out from Flynn. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, and I do have a good news story at the end for Flynn. But right now we're getting word that at least 10 rockets have hit the Al-Assad Air Base in Iraq, um, where there are a lot of U.S. troops. This is the base that Trump was referring to when he said, we aren't leaving Iran unless they pay us back for our expensive air base. Uh, and he, it's also where Trump visited troops at Christmas time in 2018. Remember, shocked us all. He went and visited troops. Rocket attacks are kind of the MO for the PMF or Shia militias in Iraq, Irani Shia militias in Iraq over the last couple months. Um, as this was breaking, we didn't know much about it. Um, we didn't know basically if it was a one-off attack from a single militia using short-range rockets or if it was part of a larger Iranian retaliation for the killing of Soleimani. If it's part of a larger response, it's coming very fast and very direct. As we know, the U.S. has said Iran can escalate or negotiate, leaving the ball in their court, basically. And Trump has said he killed Soleimani to de-escalate tensions. If you believe that, you know nothing about the region. Uh, Killing Soleimani would be the equivalent of like North Korea killing our chairman of the Joint Chiefs. And we talked earlier about an advisor uh, to the um, Iranian president saying they would target uh, the American people, they wouldn't target the American people. They would just target like Trump and his properties or put out a list of his properties. They didn't really explicitly say they would target them. But Khomeini has said Iran will retaliate and they will target U.S. bases. So is this attack part of that or is it something else? We're getting the answers now. Um, and also Iran's Revolutionary Guard is taking credit for the attack. As Bean's listeners know or Molishi wrote listeners know, Donald and Ivanka worked with um, Iran's Revolutionary Guard to build uh, Trump Tower in Baku, Azerbaijan. It's the building looks like a giant vulva. Uh, and it helped that that whole project helped shirk unions and protect Soleimani from sanctions. And the Iranian Guard laundered money through that project uh, as recently as 2016, post-election. So imagine you do a crime with a foreign friend and then kill that foreign friend and then his family blows up your house. Doesn't sound mobby at all, right? 
Jesus. Uh, but we're just waiting to hear, um, well, at the time that I wrote this, we were waiting to hear if these were short-range rockets launched from Iranian forces in Iraq or if these were big boy missiles, which would indicate a much larger problem. And just in, uh, mm-hmm. as we sat down to record, the Pentagon is reporting now that Iran has launched more than a dozen ballistic missiles against U.S. troops at two bases in Iraq. Uh, the Secretary of Defense has been in touch with the Iraqi Prime Minister. There are casualties uh, at al-Assad. Uh, we don't know much, but we are hearing that they are on the Iraqi side. Mm-hmm. Because that's a huge base. Yeah. And there are Iraqi forces there. Would American troops have already pulled out of these bases? We'd have no idea. I don't think no so. I, I'm, I am seeing right now from CNN... Um, it says uh, Iran threatens to attack inside America if the U.S. responds to these missile attacks. Um, in its Telegram channel, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard says the Pentagon reports that the U.S. will respond to Iran's attacks. They then say this time we will respond to you in America. So that's the update as of 5.15 p.m. Well, there goes the whole we aren't after Americans. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's you know what? It's only January 7th, A.G., <laughs> only January 7th. Yeah, somebody put out a meme like that escalated quickly. Right? About the 2020. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like, "Ah, oh, happy new year. Uh impeachment still is, is still insane. Australia's on fire and are we at war with Iran?" Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't even started talking about what's going on in my private life. I will soon, but not today. Today is not that day, but suffice to say, some things. <laughs> All right, we'll come, we'll come back to uh, that story, but I also wanted to let you guys know it appears now Russian trolls are targeting veterans on social media. We actually knew this from the Mueller report, but now there's a special report out. The Trump administration is ignoring it. For nearly two years now, there's been mounting evidence that Russian trolls are deliberately targeting troops and veterans with disinformation and propaganda. The social media manipulation is being weaponized to sow social discord in veteran communities, according to the Vietnam Veterans of America, VVA. Uh, that the VSO, the the VSO is a veteran service organization, and the VVA, veterans, Vietnam Veterans of America, is a veteran service organization. So if you hear me say VVA, that's Vietnam Veterans of America. You hear me say VSO, that's a veteran service organization, of which the VVA is one. Uh, the VSO has warned the VA and the Department of Defense that way back in March of 2018, not even last year, um, but the agencies have done nothing. Um, even though they were given evidence of this. Uh, The Vietnam Veterans of America also asked Trump to intervene this past December, wrote him a letter, um, and warned him of fraudulent activities ranging from identity theft to election interference, but still no response from the administration. And the VA has declined to discuss their inaction. So when they were not just asked about the interference and the propaganda, they were asked about why they aren't doing anything. And a veteran spokesperson um, who I just, I can't even believe... You know what? Here, I'll just tell you what she said. Veterans are the targets of many of the same types of fraud as the rest of society. So that's kind of like saying, oh, well, everyone in America is being targeted with propaganda, so don't worry about it. And also that veterans aren't proportionally, disproportionately targeted. Way to respect the troops, dude. Yeah. And she's a spokesperson for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Rad. So most of this DESA, what it does, DESA... uh, Desinformation. Des, it's that's German or German. Oh my God, it's <laughs> Russian for disinformation. Desinformatia. Deza. Um, most of it champions veterans and denigrates liberals and minorities, and most carry a pro-Trump message. No, one fake VVA page had about a quarter of a million followers. The House Veterans Affairs Committee, House Veterans Affairs, not Senate, held a hearing in November, but the Trump administration agencies are still sitting on their hands. 
Um, an example for the, inter the Internet Research Agency, Russia, bought at least 113 ads aimed at veterans during the 2016 election. Uh, page names includes Vets for Trump. Um, there's also that one's operated out of Macedonia. So, yay, Vets for Trump out of Macedonia. There's one called Being Patriotic, which made an appearance in the Mueller report. That's out of the Internet Research Agency in Russia. And the common themes are memes about how you hate veterans if you kneel like Colin Kaepernick. So any anti-Colin Kaepernick pro-veteran meme. That's such a, it's really, okay, it's really shocking to me how much of a sticking point the Colin Kaepernick thing is for so many people on the right. Um, a friend of mine was just home for Christmas with her Trump-supporting father, and she said that he brought it up like, three or four times over the course of her being there for less than a week. Well, he has been now, uh, he's probably targeted and brainwashed by Russian disinformation. Right. Or Macedonian. If you or, yeah. um, another very popular meme uh, is basically when you, you know, when they use resources, it's about using resources for veterans at the cost of immigrants and refugees. Meaning, you know, like, how can we give immigrants health care when veterans are going hungry? Those are also um, that one specifically is from the Internet Research Agency. So next time you see one of those memes, call it out. It's foreign propaganda. Report it. It's not real. Yeah. And and none of the information is true anyway. I spent a lot of time fighting on those memes too. Like somebody put that out and I'd be mm -hmm. like, this has nothing to do with the other, blah, blah, blah. Wasting my time because I'm actually drawing attention now to that meme. Mm -hmm. So don't battle it. Don't fight it. Don't argue it. Just say this is propaganda and report it. Um I think it's important that we do that, um, especially for, you know, because we knew in the in the Mueller report that they were specifically targeting groups like Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. and gun rights groups uh, and religious groups. And making a mockery. Um, the thing is, as well, is that without Facebook themselves taking a real stance on this, making a real effort as we go into the 2020 election, as we all hoped that they would, um, it's on us because it's a platform we all still use as are most social media platforms, none of them are owned by great people, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's on it's on us and it's on each other to educate and to report. And if we're going to be on these platforms to try to make somewhat of a difference, I suppose. Yeah. But arguing is not necessarily the way. It isn't. Um, and especially don't retweet it or repost it with mm -hmm. your own thoughts. Yep. Because you're just you're giving you're amplifying it. Um, and I think Trump just recently said he had dinner with Zuckerberg like recently. Mm -hmm. So nice. Yeah. I mean, they're not, I mean, the, the, remember the grilling by AOC to Zuckerberg a few months ago yes. in Congress? Yeah. I mean, she was essentially saying, so you're, it's okay with you if I lie on your platform then. Yeah. That's fine with you. Yeah. You know, and he didn't have an answer for that. Mm -hmm. And and I'm, I'm, I remember once upon a time thinking that Mark Zuckerberg, I mean, I didn't think, I'd ever thought that he was like a progressive hero or anything, but I thought that he had some fucking scruples. Nope. But he doesn't give a shit about democracy. Nope. So many. Um, it's up to us to give a shit. Yes. Cool. So let's do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody. It's AG, and this Helping of the Daily Beans is brought to you by Noom. Wishing everyone a happy new year. Every year around this time, I always reflect on the past year. I focus on my goals for the upcoming year, and I feel confident about accomplishing them because uh, this year I'm, I'm getting help from Noom. I've been getting help uh, from Noom all year, actually. I started it last New Year's. Um, initially lost about 17 pounds, although weight loss wasn't my goal. It was just sort of a side effect. But you pick the goals that are right for you. It doesn't have to be about weight loss. It could be about feeling better, having more stamina, practicing self-care, feeling confident. Um, and Noom will personalize a program to help you reach your goals. And, and they're very customized about it, too. Uh, I've been wanting to eat better uh, after the holidays. 
um, because I've just lost a lot of energy and I've, uh, you know, my stress level's gone up a little bit. And, you know, they take a psychological approach. And having Noom really helped me get past that. And so, you know, I really got to avoid that sort of anxiety and that, those sort of stressors and all that sugar. Um, I, you know, but I didn't feel guilty when I did have cookies because cookies are life. Um, but they did help me understand my habits. And I love that they empower you with the tools to break those habits and replace them with better ones. It's based on a cognitive behavioral approach. It uses personalized courses to help you reach your goals. And you don't have to commit to a rigorous plan. It's just 10 minutes a day. They make it incredibly easy and convenient with their app. Uh, the Noom app is designed by psychologists and behavior change experts. And everything is right there all in the palm of your hand. I used to have to use like six different apps to like log my food, log my exercise, count my steps, get my t- nutrition information, get community support. But now it's all in the Noom app. It's all right there in the palm of your hand. And there's always support and people going through the same things you are. Over 80% of Noomers finished the program and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least one year. That's me. It's a perfect time to make a step towards a healthier habit. So sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Daily Beans. Uh, what do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash Daily Beans to start your trial today. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash Daily Beans. You'll be glad you did. It's the happy, happy, joy, joy song. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. I don't think you're happy enough. Okay, it's time for some good news. Um, I, I found some. I had to dig for like an hour. <laughs> 2020. Yeah, sorry it's so fucking depressing, y'all. We're trying to make some jokes around here. It is, but we've talked about it before. We've said it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen, but nothing really prepares you for it when it does happen. Mm-hmm. And we knew it was going to get worse before it was going to get better. Yep. Um, but I, I just think we're just all so at the end of our rope, you know? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anyway, uh, Duncan Hunter is going to resign next week, January 13th. <laughs> That's right, the beleaguered butthole dickhead. <laughs> beleaguered butthole. Um, Episode title. A hole. Uh, oh, and by the way, I spelled beleaguered correct on the first time out. I like I typed it in and I I hit the space button looking for the red squigglies. None. You know what? It's a criminally underused word. I was like, oh my god, I spelled it the correct way first time. And it's not a word you used often, so... Self-high-five. And it's got that weird E-A-U-E situation mm-hmm. going on, kind of like bureaucrat. That's also a weird one. I like the word bureaucrat, even I, though I don't like bureaucrats. I love them. I love the word. I don't <laughs> like the bureaucrats themselves. Um, fuck the bosses. Fuck the bureaucrats. But yeah, fuck Duncan Hunter, too. Although I was one for 12 years. But, <laughs> I mean, I am. Never mind. You know what? We're not talking about it. But Duncan Hunter is resigning. Uh, he, you know, we all know he was indicted and, uh, I think Daryl Issa is going to try to win his seat where it's right here next door. It's El Cajon's California 50. We got to make sure, mm-hmm. um, uh, Campanajar wins. Mm-hmm. Amar Campanajar is running and he's awesome. I saw some stickers today, actually, some, um, uh, laptop stickers for him at a coffee shop that I was working at earlier today. And I was like, yes, excellent. Yeah. So hopefully, um, Hopefully that happens. Yeah. If we have any local listeners, you know, we'll go knock on doors with you. Let us know. Hit us up at Daily yeah. Beans Pod. We'll knock doors for um, Amar. Yeah. Uh, the problem is El Cajon is pretty 
red. Trumpy. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. It, uh, I was out at a, not, I don't know. It was not, yeah, I think it was El Cajon. I was at a Costco or something out there uh, last summer. And usually I go to the one that's much closer to the very gay neighborhood that I live in. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, there's a truck covered in um, stickers of barbed wire. So it's like a decal someone put on their truck that to look like barbed wire. And How with tough. Trump, with Trump 2020 stickers all over the van. And I was like, you know. I don't think I belong in this neighborhood. <laughs> you better watch out for my fake barbed wire. Yeah, exactly. I was like, ooh, this is scared. Mm. Um, but, yeah. It's like dudes with tattoos of barbed wire. Aw, you have a drawing. Oh, God. Mm. <laughs> barbed wire. Or, or, uh, or what I often think is barbed wire, but it's actually a really badly done Celtic armband. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone... Has fucked a guy in their 20s with a Celtic armband tattoo. Your Celtic armband is growing fur. I don't know who drew that. F. They fail. Yeah. Oh, God. I I feel bad for anyone listening who I may or may not have slept with in my 20s who had a Celtic armband tattoo, so I'm really sorry if you are. It's all right. High five. Did you have a tramp stamp? Huh? Did you have a tramp stamp when you did it? No. No. Okay. Well, six and one half dozen. Because I did. Okay, um, moving on. Duncan Hunter is out of there. And uh, bye. Bye to him. I did get it covered up with a giant, beautiful peacock, though. If you want to see it, just hit us up at Daily Beans Pod. Are you going to tell us what your original tramp step was? I was a fairy. Oh. It was like a fairy in the woods. And I said, I told my friend, um, who's awesome. I just, she's absolutely wonderful. You know her. I'll tell you who it is in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh she i was like i gotta get this stupid fairy cover because she, she goes what are you getting covered up i was like i got this dumb fairy in the woods when i was 20 and she goes honey we all got dumb fairies in our 20s and i was like you know what you're right mm-hmm. um now that's probably not true uh i don't think we all got dumb tattoos in our 20s but if you didn't if you have a bunch of tattoos likelihood you had you got a dumb one when you were young oh totally or or a regrettable one or one that you would like to see changed or covered up. <laughs> it happens. It you know what happen. I love is that guy who uh, is a, a former white power guy. He's a former Nazi, former hammer scan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and he now is not. He's reformed. And he actually... Uh, raises money to get people's tattoos removed that from like kids who got like swastika tattoos and stuff and yeah. white power tattoos. Mm-hmm. He now has this organization that pays to get those tattoos removed. I think that's so cool. That is really, I mean, that, also that's just expensive. It is. And yeah. it's painful. Don't permanently brand yourself with the swastika kids. Nope. <laughs> or a fairy in the woods. Uh, I think my sister got a half, a mermaid half sleeve when she was 18. Okay. Yeah. How old is she now? Uh, 27. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like mermaids. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. But <laughs> half sleeve when you're 18, it's a big decision. That is big. Anyway. I didn't get my sleeve till I was in my 30s. Yeah. Your sleeve is lovely, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Time. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I got Robert Mueller on the other arm. I love it. Yeah, it's so good. Everyone's like, is that Slender Man? Who is that? What is that? <laughs> is that Slender Man? That... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what? If I just don't feel like talking about it, I'll just be like, yeah, Slender Man. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise I'm just going to get a, either a ration of shit because it's barbed wire Trump sticker man yep. or they're going to have a shitload of questions for me um, either way Trump sticker man. in which case I just slide a card over here listen to the podcast <laughs> everything you need all in one place don't talk to me <laughs> um, I'm not socially awkward at all uh, anyway Duncan Hunter's gone bye I'm so excited also there's a new filing in the Flynn case from prosecutors if you remember last week we heard prosecutors had asked for an extra week 
Remember? We need another week because mm-hmm. we're talking. We're talking about it. And I was like, that means that they're going to change from recommending no jail time to recommending jail time. What do you want to bet? I put all my beans on it. Well, that is precisely what has happened. Um, new Politico reporting. Uh, actually, everyone's reporting it now, but uh, they are going to recommend the max, which unfortunately for him is only six months. Uh, but Politico is now reporting there were high-level officials within the Department of Justice that were having meetings about what to do with the Flynn case. And it appears that if anyone in Maine Justice was trying to block Mueller prosecutors from sentencing Flynn, like Barr, for example, then they lost. And Mueller's team won because they've come back recommending six months, which, believe it or not, like I said, is the max for a first-time offender facing a single count for 1001, which is lying to the FBI. Uh, and that's what Flynn is facing. Um, yes, I'm pissed he's not going to jail forever. Uh, you don't have to tell me. Um, and I'm wondering two things. First of all, why additional charges like FARA violations weren't brought? And two, what high-level Justice Department officials participated in those meetings about how to sentence Flynn? Renato Mariotti has said that the Department of Justice might have decided that it wasn't worth the energy to go after additional charges, which then makes me wonder, did Mueller's team win this one? Or was there an agreement like... Barr said, y'all can recommend the max of six months, but no additional charges. Um, So I would really like to know who discussed what about how to proceed here, because frankly, I do not think it would have been a waste of time or money to pursue additional charges. Uh, And six months, while it's the max, is still a miscarriage of justice, considering Judge Sullivan asking if he was investigated for treason. But this is good news. This is a good news section. (laughs) And the good news is, is that come January 28th, we're going to find out Flynn will be going to prison. So now we just have to... take bets on how long it's going to be that's exciting hmm. two I, days after my birthday happy birthday to me yeah eight days after <laughs> mine i say four months i say he'll get four months four months yeah uh but a low security one with a nice cafeteria a federal prison yeah <laughs> um that's it he'll definitely get more than two weeks because papadopoulos didn't blow up his plea agreement <laughs> <laughs> so slightly more than a felicity huffman Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More than a Huffman, longer than a Mooch, mm-hmm. <laughs> more than a Papadopoulos, uh-huh. but uh, less than a Manafort. Manafort got how long? Seven and a half years oh. total. Oh, shit. But those are for crimes that had nothing to do with the Mueller investigation. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be busy criming. Um, okay. That's exciting. That's good news. It is. He's going yeah. to jail. That's what we should focus mm-hmm. on. I know it's not long enough. And just, just know for the rest of your life that no none of these guys are going to go away for as long as you want them to no all right it's time for schadenfreude Schadenfreude. all right today's schadenfreude is a quote from rolling stone magazine about lindsey graham and i had to share it with you because it's so amazing ready Uh, people try to analyze lindsey through the prism of the manifest inconsistencies that exist between the things he used to believe and what he's doing now the way to understand him is to look at what's consistent And essentially, what he is in American politics is what, in the aquatic world, would be a pilot fish, a smaller fish that hovers about larger predator, excuse me, that hovers about a larger predator like a shark living off its detritus. That's Lindsay. And when he swam around the McCain shark, broadly viewed as a virtuous and good shark, Lindsay took on the patina of virtue. But wherever the apex shark is, you find the Lindsay fish hovering about and trumps the newest shark in the sea. Lindsay has a real draw to power but he's found it unattainable on his own merits. The Lindsay fish <laughs> eating detritus. Uh. <laughs> but wherever the apex shark is, you'll find the Lindsay fish hovering about. <laughs> it's 
so great. It, it reminds me of all these guys we keep talking about that try to sell access to the whatever person is winning the presidency or mm-hmm. who is the president. Like this guy um, that we were just talking about who might have a plea deal coming up in the Southern District of New York who gave millions to Clinton and gave a bunch of money to Obama and now gave shit eating vultures almost a million dollars to the Trump campaign, although a lot of it was foreign. Um, and Sam Patton was indicted for that too, um, given $50,000 uh, to the inaugural under the guise of purchasing tickets to it, but it was really like a foreign donation. Money laundering situation. Uh, sort of, yeah. Well, not money laundering. Straw donor situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a way to clean money. Oh, Lindsey Graham. But not in the traditional sense. So that's it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts for the day? No final thoughts. I, I, okay, actually, no, yes, I do. You know what? Uh, given all of my horrible feelings today about potential war with Iran, uh, on the upside, uh, my favorite Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio Cortez got a puppy. I love oh. that news. She has a cute little puppy. I'm going to forgive her that it's not a rescue dog, <laughs> as far as I can tell. But um, yeah, it's a it's a four month old French bulldog puppy. It could be a rescue. You don't know. Could be. Who knows? I have no idea. Um, You're but anyway, have to. So that's. I'm going to need all of you to send me photos. Of AOC's puppy yes. at Daily Beans Pod. This Please. is this is this is just a tiny happy news story. What'd she name it? I don't know, but I'm excited to find out. Zuckerberg. <laughs> I hope she didn't name it Zuckerberg. <laughs> but yeah, he's very cute, and she said that she's just just so she could be like, no Zuckerberg, no bad Zuckerberg. <laughs> but you know, right, she, bad, she already does bad that. Dope in, is on the floor. She does that in real life with the actual Mark Zuckerberg, so she doesn't need to pretend. Um, he doesn't have a name. Actually, he doesn't have a name yet. <gasps> yes. Does she have a name, the um, puppy? He doesn't have a name yet, although ASC is taking suggestions. She wants something Star Trek related or related to Queens, Bronx, New York City social good. <laughs> so that's pretty different things. Well, there. Ha- what's the Venn diagram of Queens, Bronx social good and Star Trek? There has to be one. Yeah. In fact, I think it's called The City on the Edge of Forever, which was an episode of Star Trek, the original series with Joan Collins, mm-hmm. where they go back to Earth in the 1920s and she stops a nuclear war uh, from happening. And her name was Edith Keeler. So let's name the dog Edith Keeler. But it's a boy puppy. Damn it. Keeler. Hey, well, you know what? You don't know. You know what? Dog Edith identifies. could be. Exactly. Fuck it. Also, Edith could be a boy's name. Who says? Right? Yeah. I don't. I'm not going to make those rules. Um. But she said she wants him to be, she wants him to train him to the point where he can enjoy town halls, be an Amtrak train pup with her and come to the office. So anyway, that's my happy. Basically, I'm excited to see a puppy all over her social media. That makes me happy as well. Yeah. I get updates from Bailey too. Bailey. Not enough. No, there's simply not enough. There's a definite dearth of Bailey updates. Yes, I agree. And that if I have, in fact, if I were doing the CNN debate on January 14th. That would be my first pressing question. Where are the Bailey updates? Because I feel robbed. <laughs> right. Elizabeth Warren, you can't do this to us. You can't dangle. Did you content. not have a plan? Right. Did for you... sending out da- Bailey updates on a, on a daily basis? Daily Bailey. <laughs> oh, no. Um, speaking of Elizabeth Warren, did you see that Julian Castro um, came out? Did we talk about this yesterday? She should name her dog Tiberius. Tiberius. Tweet at her. From Miller, she wrote. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a Bronx social good Venn diagram with Star Trek, and I'm gonna put Tiberius right in the middle. How could she resist? I don't know. Resistance is futile. <laughs> <laughs> the Borg. Okay. Um, 
I do have a final thought. Uh, I just want to say on a serious note, as we record this episode, we may be on the precipice of war um, mm. based on an impulsive choice presented to an erratic president with no plan and seemingly no reason. But my heart and my thoughts are with our troops and their families tonight. This is a solemn moment uh, for me, and I, I, I'm sure it is for all of you. One, like I said, we feared would come, but nothing can prepare you for. So do me a favor, and uh, in honor of... Um, an active duty service member or a veteran, check your voter registration and pledge to vote blue this November uh, because we have to stop this. We absolutely have no choice. Mm -hmm. It's super important. Do it for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was out knocking on doors over the weekend. um, And if you have time, seriously, I know I keep saying this, but I think I've done it. I've done it twice now. And it, it feels really good. And, yeah, and shout out to our, our fans in Wisconsin and Minnesota, mm-hmm. because when I went there and and met our, you know, all of our um, listeners that came out to the Mueller She mm-hmm. Wrote show in Minneapolis with Richard Painter, he was our guest, oh, just a fantastic guest. Those folks out there, salt of the earth, and also really active and mm-hmm. very engaged, out yes. knocking on doors, and in fact, going to neighboring Wisconsin to help them out. Yep. Um, and from Minnesota, just absolutely, and everyone was so happy, and mm-hmm. it just it really made a difference in their in their mental health and in, in totally and how they felt about the country. So if you're feeling extremely down and you have mm-hmm. the ability, yes, um, try that out. And, yep. and 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 otherwise, there's a million ways to help. I know we've yeah. What do we call it? Karmic. Karmic balance, man. Karmic balance. Mm-hmm. Hashtag karmic balance uh, at Daily Beans Pod. Yeah. Anything you can do if you donate to Puerto Rico, donate to Australia. Mm-hmm. Do it in retaliation to something that 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 upsets you about this administration, Absolutely. and and I think that you'll find it just makes you feel so much better. Absolutely, yeah. And it was really nice to um, do something face to face and to and to talk to real people. Um, you know, not that I talk to people all the time on social media or the podcast, but um, talking to voters and trying to change some minds in person was really powerful. And a lot of people, it's really interesting because a lot of people say, I'm really shy, I'm really introverted, I'm socially anxious, I find it, I would find it really hard to knock on doors. But what's, uh, what was interesting to me is the companions I had who were with me, and I'm quite extroverted, I didn't struggle with this, but they said to me, this is way easier than making phone calls for me. Because no one can- It can be, it depends on yeah, who you are. For, but Yeah, absolutely, just, this is just based on my own experience, but they were saying- but this is your, yeah, the, your companion. Yeah, they said, they, you know, I was with two girls who was their uh, second or third time canvassing, and they said, I actually prefer the in-person canvassing, even though I'm really shy, because when you call people, they hang up on you, or they're mm-hmm. not afraid to be rude to you. But when you look someone in the face, they're much kinder. Yeah. And, I, you know, we've gotten to a point um, in our society where everything is done from behind screens. Uh, and I think it makes us think it falls. I think it kind of lures us into a false sense of feeling like we're shy uh, and that we aren't good at, at, at face-to-face interactions. Mm-hmm. But I, honestly, I just think it's because we're out of practice. To some extent. To some extent. And, I'm, and I, I don't mean that for everybody, obviously. There, mm-hmm. You know, there are uh, definite legit uh, situations where, mm-hmm. you know, I have PTS. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, kind of in, in, in general, you know, if you if you, you know, if you don't practice something, mm-hmm. it, it it can seem very daunting. Uh, if I don't go to the gym for three weeks, my arms hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. It's th- it's kind of that sort of feeling about it. And, and I spend a lot of time behind screens. This isn't generational. This is everybody. This no, is totally. just technological. Absolutely. And. And getting out there and speaking to people and, and it seems like it like it, it's harder, but sometimes it's not. And yeah. hey, you know what? You try it. It's not your thing. It's not your thing. Do something else. Find Absolutely. something else. 
There's always something you can do, uh, whether it's helping other people check their voter registrations online or, mm-hmm. or you know, or anything. A lot of times the only thing people can do is, is share things on social media. And that, I think, is is extremely important, too. A lot of people will say, oh, get up from behind your keyboard. I would never say that. A lot no. of things have been accomplished from behind the keyboard. So, mm-hmm. But uh, if you're feeling really down... Here's the thing. Everything matters. Everything helps. But if you're feeling just like some amount of despair right now as we head into this year and you you really just need to to shake it off, stepping outside your comfort zone, if you're able to knock on doors, is really powerful. And uh, it has made me feel a lot better. I mean, the fact that I talked to I, I convinced people who had no intention of voting in the primary in California to vote in the primary right. and got people registered to vote. So so. Da- or you can also dance at home in your underwear. Oh, also what's very your, important. What's your song for this week for dancing? Oh, my dancing in your... Uh, dancing at home alone in your underwear song. I always like Party for One by Carly Rae Jepsen, which I know is actually about jerking off, but I dance to it anyway. It doesn't matter. I mean... <laughs> it's a good one. Wh- what was the one by Cindy Lauper that, that I used to dance to? Uh, she Bop. Mm-hmm. That's yep. about masturbating. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Fuck it. you can still dance to it. You yeah, you're not restricted to masturbation when you listen to that song. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> just in case you're wondering, you're allowed to do other Everybody things. in the club stops and just starts joking <laughs> off. Um, yeah. <laughs> Party for One has a really cute music video, too, if you've never seen it. Uh, I like some Carly Rae Jepsen. I have a guilty pleasure spot in my heart for Party in the USA. Oh, by Marley Cyrus? Yeah. It's a classic. It, oh, is it a classic? I, I, because that's brand new music to me. <laughs> Uh, all right, now that we know where I'm at on the music timeline and chronology of Miley Cyrus, that is our show. Um, please, everyone, please hug uh, hug people that you love. And if you're not a hugger, just tell them you love them. Whatever you need to do. And take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've been a Mandarator. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.